Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity A reading from the book of Exodus. Early in the morning, Moses went up to Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him, taking along the two stone tablets. Having come down in a cloud, the Lord stood with Moses there and proclaimed his name, Lord. Thus the Lord passed before him and cried out, The Lord, the Lord, a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger, and rich in kindness and fidelity. Moses at once bowed down to the ground in worship. Then he said, If I find favor with you, O Lord, do come along in our company. This is indeed a stiff-necked people. Yet pardon our wickedness and sins, and receive us as your own. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. Glory and praise forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our fathers, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. And blessed is your holy and glorious name, praiseworthy and exalted above all for all ages. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, praiseworthy and glorious above all forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you on the throne of your kingdom, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. Glory and praise forever. Blessed are you who look into the depths from your throne upon the cherubim, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. Glory and praise forever. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, rejoice. Mend your ways. Encourage one another. Agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the holy ones greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, we're kicking off the month of June with the holy solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. That's a great way to kick off June. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and you've got a little bit of history for yeah, us. Yeah, you know, this, this feast actually was not, in the early church, there was no special day assigned to this. Uh, of course, but then you could things, get things like Arian heresies and stuff like that. So <laughs> back back eventually in John 23rd, back in 1334, he uh, ordered this feast for the entire church. 
And then uh, finally, actually in 1911, Pope Pius X made it actually a universal feast, like I said, back in 1911. So a lot of, you know, a lot of history back here, but it's a relatively, if you think about the universal church and a formal recognition, that was about 1911. Uh, okay, yeah. all right. And this is the single most important truth about God, the most holy trinity. In the person of God the Father, we find the giver of the law. In Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, we find our Savior who is the law and the fulfillment of the law. And in the Holy Spirit, we find the great counselor who guides the church and helps us to remain faithful to the law. You know, the world has been a very confusing place with as far as words are concerned. You know, they're always being redefined. And to add to that confusion, there are actually religious organizations that refer to themselves as Christians. And they declare also that they believe in Jesus, while at the same time, they reject the dogma of the most holy trinity. And this is where things get tricky, because a conversation focused on the trinity the truth begins to emerge. In fact, I recently had such a conversation with three young men who came to my door. The tipping point came when I explained that Trinitarian Christians believe that there is only one God, only one supreme being, and that in this one supreme being, there are three divine persons. The Father is not the Son, and the Father is not the Holy Spirit. The Son is not the Father, and the Son is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Son and is not the Father. God the Father is God, but he's not a separate being. Jesus is God, but he is not a separate being. The Holy Spirit is God, but he is not a separate being. One God, three divine persons. So God the Father we can learn the words to explain the supernatural mystery of God, but we will not fully comprehend all of this, at least not in this lifetime. <laughs> Carla, thank you. I'm glad you explained that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell me in, in 60 seconds what the Trinity is. <laughs> no kidding, right? Thank you. That, that was beautiful. I appreciate that. And, and as we move into our first readings on this great feast day, we read from uh, Exodus 34, what I want to do is provide a little bit of a background in Exodus 32 and 33, because this is really a wonderful story about how God demonstrates his love for us by walking in the midst of an unfaithful people. Boy, we can really talk about that today, too, can't we? Yeah. Um, but the, the background is, you might remember God created a covenant with Moses and the people and gave Moses the Ten Commandments. Uh, of course, while he was up in the mountain, the people decide to build a golden calf and worship it. So... Moses comes down, see what's happening, smashes the tablets. God called them your people. <laughs> so Moses ground the calf into dust. He threw the dust in the water and made the Israelites drink the water. And then he ordered the Levites to uh, slay all those who had gone astray. And 3,000 actually were killed that day. Well, there's no commandments because they're all smashed. So Moses goes back up a second time. God creates a second covenant. And that's where we are today. And, and I guess the thing I was trying to highlight there is kind of the, those two ascensions of Moses actually are two covenants there. Uh, there's two forms, I guess I should say, of that covenant, before and after the apostasy with the golden calf. The first one was called the Sinaitic Covenant, if I pronounced that correctly, and the second is called the Levitical Covenant. And there are actually some differences. Before the golden calf, the covenant relationship is directly between God and Israel, 
But after the golden calf, the covenant actually is triangulated, meaning it's between God, Israel, and Moses. So here's some differences. When the priesthood was brought up in the first covenant, it was basically the firstborn of all the 12 tribes. But the second covenant, the Levites are the priestly tribe, and that's why they call it the Levitical uh, priesthood or Levitical covenant. Um, We see here also God's revelation. The tablets were written by God in the first one. Tablets were written by Moses the second time. And then, of course, the first covenant way back in Exodus 19 through 24, there were actually very few laws. Well, again, everything happens now in Exodus 34, all the way through Leviticus 27. Now there's a ton of laws. So it was really interesting to kind of delve into the fact that there are actually kind of these two forms of this covenant, and they really were split by when the Israelites chose idolatry. So really with this, really this first reading shows a very loving God, a very personal God. And oftentimes if we think that the, um, Old Testament has this vengeful God. It's really a problem of our interpretation or our bias or something. What a beautiful reading, a very personal encounter that Moses had with the Lord in this first reading. It sure is, yeah. Uh, well, in the second reading, we read from 2 Corinthians, a very short reading, but very powerful. Listen to these words, mend, encourage, agree, live in peace. Beautiful words in this reading. Yeah, they sure are. And St. Paul does tell us, he says, mend our ways, live in peace. And you know, Kevin, sometimes that just seems, you know, the living in peace part is a very tall order, right? Mother Angelica once said, if it wasn't for other people, we could all be saints. And there we have it, other people. Seems that sometimes we just can't live with them and can't live without them. And yet, Our salvation rests on our love of God and our love of others. You know, we all have people in our lives who are hard to like. And the reality is that at times, each one of us is probably not so likable. But we put too much importance on our likes and our dislikes. People do some harmful, hurtful, destructive things based on their likes and their dislikes. And that's not godly, and it certainly isn't in keeping with the command to love each other as Jesus loves us. The definition of Christian love is to will the good of another, and it has very little to do with liking or not liking. An undisciplined soul can love only what it likes, and that's not true love. This is why we practice self-discipline with little everyday acts of self-denial to develop self-discipline. We all have the need to amend our lives in one way or another. And as we learn to live in the spirit of true Christian love, we also learn to live in peace. Yeah, and and you talk about this Christian love and, of course, the Trinity theme we have today. Uh, Listen to this at the end. It says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Of course, I hope that sounds familiar to people. That's the introductory rites of our Mass. How beautiful and meaningful each part of our Mass really does have. And this is such a beautiful recognition of the Trinity, in not only in reality, but also in our Mass. Yes, it is. Well, in our Gospel today, you talk about Christ wanting us to live in peace. There is a great expression of love and mercy in the well-known John 3.16 today. Yeah, St. John puts it very simply in this gospel. He tells us, whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed 
in the name of the only Son of God. At Mass on Sundays, we make a profession of faith, which begins with the words, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. You know, from time to time, we should ask ourselves the important question, do I really believe all that I profess to believe? Or is the way in which I live every day a contradiction to that profession of belief? The reality is that in our hearts there is a daily battle in which we choose between the one true God and the worship of false gods. We sacrifice our time, our talent, and our treasure to these false gods, and we exchange our souls for things that bring us only temporary happiness. In this gospel reading, St. John tells us that we have to make a choice, that those who reject Jesus will perish, and that the only way to find salvation is through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Yeah, if we reject Christ, as you say, that really is a form of unbelief or a decision not to believe, and that really is a form of rebellion. Now, that's different than questioning or doubting. Everyone, all of us have that as we struggle with our faith. But the decision to not believe is is one that is so um, detrimental <laughs> to our faith. Um, really, to reject the Son of God is to reject the light of faith in preference to spiritual darkness, death, and disinheritance. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. 